You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and writer who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Deliberate Living Podcast. I am your host, Holly Priestley, and this week's guest is my friend, Ed, Emily, De La Grange, Wild Adventures, and uh, I first met Ed in January or February of this year. February. I think February of this year. Yeah, so February of 2020, pre-pandemic, before all the weird stuff happened, Um, but luckily we've been able to uh, come together periodically, uh, safely over the course of the year. Um, Right now we are in the desert. If you're watching the video version, you can see that we are outside enjoying some excellent sunshine for the first time in a long time. And um, yeah, it's been awesome. So she has been uh, living out of her van for the past two years. She's owned it for three and a half. It is a 95 Chevy G20. Yes, ma'am. And um, it's an artist retreat for sure. So uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. That's what it looks like on the inside. Yeah. And it seems to take you to retreatful places most of the time. Very true. So Ed, for the people who don't know you, um, what's a little bit of your background and how did you get here? Well, I'm originally from Indiana. I grew up on a homesteading farm there. Um, I moved around quite a bit. And then, let's see, about five years ago, I decided to hit the road and really make that my focus and my goal. And so I made a five-year plan for it and I did it in four so perfect. We've been all over, and I love it. I don't want to go back. So was that five-year plan like to move into a van, or was it just to be nomadic or leave Indiana? It was just to get on the road. It didn't okay. have to be a van, um, but a van is what came around in my price range. I was looking for any vehicle that would do the job, and so I had considered um, like a truck with a camper cap on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of a truck camper, but those were often out of my price range. And this van showed up on Facebook Marketplace for, I think it was listed at $900. And I called the guy and he said he would drop it 50 bucks, but he had several people that were interested. And I said, well, I'm coming to look at it today with cash in hand, so don't sell it. and yeah I drove it home that day it was a mess it was full of mildew because it had a whole bunch of leaks um there's a reason it was 850 yes yes but it's a great deal mechanically sound homeowner but like right it was 850 for a reason it is it's mechanically sound and at this point I've gotten all of the leaks patched knock on wood (laughs) good that's awesome um, before you made the jump to move into the van, I mean, you had a year and a half to make it mechanically sound, which it already mm-hmm. mostly was, and then make it a sustainable living space during that year and a half. Was there any part of you that was like, the fuck am I doing? This oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
even when I was driving it home, um, I bought it about an hour away from where I live. So I had an hour drive home to kind of panic a little bit and be like, what am I doing? I'm definitely crazy. I've definitely lost my mind. Um, And there were in that year and a half, I still traveled in it a good deal. Um, It just wasn't set up well for full-time living. It was more of a like a weekend type deal. Um, And there were plenty of times where I was like, this is, this is nuts. I'm insane. I've lost it. Yeah. And I can say for sure that it has paid off. I have been rewarded. (laughs) So. So then it feels like to me, if I had a van for a year and a half that I was just still like working on getting it ready, working on getting it ready. It's not quite ready yet, but it's almost there. It would be really easy to like stay in that space and never actually Mm. make the leap to full time. Mm -hmm. So was there some kind of catalyst in your life to make you be like, all right, I'm out. Like, did you like end a lease or anything like that where you're like, I have to move into the van or was it just like a should or get off the pot? Now's the time. More that one. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It was like, this is, this is when it's happening. And, um, I had, a friend that I was trying to visit in Arizona and they were doing a new year's thing. So that became the goal. I'm going to make it to where they are in Arizona for new years. And that's what I did. I love that. I've spent a number of uh, Januaries in, in Arizona now and I'm looking Mm -hmm. forward to the next one. This is going to be my third, I think. Yeah. Um, This will, this will actually be my sixth, New Year in a different state. Nice. Like all the previous ones. Maybe even my seventh. That's a good feeling. That's a great feeling. (laughs) So when you first moved into the van and you were traveling from Indiana to Arizona, what was that like? What was your immediate, like, shit, I'm doing this. This is great. It's everything I hoped it would be. Or, like, again, what the fuck am I thinking? Well, it was pretty terrifying when you consider my very first experience staying on public lands. I was in southern New Mexico and I wasn't sure how to find BLM or if I was even at the right spot. But as I'm pulling up at like last light, the sun is going down. There were five or six carcasses that had just been skinned and left in this spot. And I couldn't tell quite what they were. They looked kind of big cat-ish. Oh, wow. Um, But I immediately turned the van around and was like, nope, uh uh-uh, I'm not staying there. I called the sheriff and said, you might want to go check this out. And the sheriff said, well, are you still there? And I said, oh, hell no. No, absolutely not. (laughs) I am not there. Um, So I found another spot to stay, and that was my very first public lands in the West experience. So that, that sounds terrifying. It, it was, I was really being tested to see if this was something I really wanted to do. Yeah. So. I think that happens to a lot of us. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So after that first experience, like, I would think that if I had driven all the way to New Mexico from Indiana and seen that, I would have mm. considered throwing in the towel. Why didn't you? I had shit to do. <laughs> I, I was trying to meet up with certain people. I mm-hmm. had to make it to Arizona for New Year's. And then I was trying to make it to RTR, the Rubber okay. Tramp Rendezvous, in 2019. And so um, 
That's you when know, I was there. I know. We just missed each other. We just we missed each other. Just missed each other. 2019 and 2020. Right. We were even in the same camp in 2020. Yeah. Ridiculous. But then we came together just a few weeks later. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how has that changed now? I mean, you basically live on public lands. Yes. So like you went from not knowing how to find it, not mm-hmm. knowing where it was, being like really reliant on non-existent systems, right? Brand new, didn't know what the yeah. fuck you were doing. Yep. And now it's like you're an old pro, you know exactly where to go and how to stay there and how to like be comfortable and safe and mm-hmm. functional. How has that how has life changed more long term now that it's been 2 years? I think now that I'm comfortable um that this is, you know, this is my life. At first, it was just this thing that I needed to do, this thing that I needed to figure out and challenge myself and see if I could do it. And now Mm -hmm. I know definitively that I can do it and that not only am I good at it, but I thrive. And I guess that's probably the biggest difference (laughs) is that I'm thriving. (laughs) I love to hear that. And I think that that's super true. Um, I feel like at the two-year mark... At the one-year mark, I feel like, is when people really know whether it's for them or not. Yes. Um, because it is really hard, and the first year is really hard, and the second year is really hard. It's a steep And the third year curve. is going to be really hard. Like, yeah. it's not – it doesn't necessarily get easier. Like, certain things get easier. It gets easier to find parking. It gets mm-hmm. easier to know how much water you need. It gets easier to right. find fresh water. So, like, certain things get easier – but living in a van is still hard. Yes. So you have to be really enjoying it on like an emotional, spiritual level. Right. Because on a physical plane, like it's difficult to live in a van. It is. It is. One of the nice things for me has been, of course, the community and meeting people. But the more people you meet, you get to ask like, so what are your tips? Yeah. Because so, we all have different ways yeah. of like finding water. We all have different mm-hmm. ways of finding camping. We all have different ways of pooping in the van. We all right. have different ways of showering. Like, everybody has their own, like, we've all found unique solutions to the same problems. Right. And we all get these questions all of the time. So, like, you, like, my audience is definitely welcome to ask me any questions that they have. And I've probably heard them before. You know, like, I get people who are like, I'm sorry, this is too personal, but just where do you go to the bathroom? And it's like, honey, like, I have been asked that (laughs) since day one. Like, this is not too personal. Yeah. And banners talk about poop a lot. I know. That's honestly... We talk about poop a lot. Honestly, that's one of my favorite points. I know <laughs> I have found my people because we can all talk about our poop. And it's mm-hmm. just normal. That's just breakfast conversation. <laughs> okay, that might be pushing it a little bit. Well, we for me... We talk about poop a lot. For me, it's breakfast conversation. <laughs> so if you want to be part of the VN community, you have to get really comfortable talking about bowel you movements. definitely do. But, um... What do you think are some of the biggest pros and cons of living in the van? Like, obviously, being able to talk about poop at breakfast. Right. But what are some of the other pros and cons? Well, I would say cons is cold nights. Yeah. And being cold. I don't I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... When you live in a van... You, you learn what you're made of. In the elements. Yeah. Like absolutely. You, if it's cold outside, you mm-hmm. can warm up your van... But eventually there will be a heat transfer and, like, it will be cold. Like, if you go to bed with a warm yep. van, you'll wake up with a cold van if it's cold outside. Yep. And that's just how it is. Same is true in the summertime. The if it's too hot, mm-hmm. your van is going to be too hot. They yep. turn into little ovens. And you may – it may cut into your sleep because the second the sun comes up, it's too hot and you got to be up and out of the van. 
Um, I, I think that's probably maybe my biggest of the cons. Is being um, reliant on the weather. Right. And I do really miss being able to take, <clears throat> excuse me, a hot bath. But mm-hmm. I get hot springs. So I feel like that's a pretty decent trade-off. That's Having fair. the hot springs. Which I would list under my cons. Or I'm sorry, the pros. Hot springs pros, are pros are hot springs for sure. Yeah. And you don't need to live in a van to find hot springs. But you seem to have more resources and ability because we're all looking yeah. for hot springs. There's definitely a good network of people to ask. Like, hey, yeah. hey, tell me about your secret hot springs. Yeah. Like, where are they? Um, I would say some other pros are, you know, just getting to explore this beautiful country that we live in and having a different scene every day if you want it. Um, I'm a person that I need change. I need mm-hmm. the changing scenery and you know, just something new to keep me entertained. Um, I wish I was better at sitting still and just taking it easy, but that's, that just ain't me. (laughs) I, I respect that fully. I really need change. And this year in particular, and I've talked about this a few times on the podcast already, I really embraced slow travel Mm -hmm. in a way that I wasn't embracing last year. And part of that is the progression of living in a van longer. You feel less of a need to go faster. But also the pandemic has slowed me down. Mm -hmm. And, like, I still really enjoy traveling and, like, seeing a lot of cool things. But I also really enjoy, like, sinking into them and, like, really soaking up the the space that I'm in uh, for a little bit longer, which has been a really nice thing this year. I do appreciate that, getting to, like, get a feel for the place I am and the community and getting to know locals and that sort of thing. Like that's really, really special to yeah. me. How do you sustain this lifestyle? How do you make it work financially? Do you know off the top of your head what your monthly bills are? Um, I how, how do you make it work. I receive social security disability. So I get a set amount once a month. And so it's not a huge amount. It's right around $1,000. But I know plenty of people who can live on much less. When you live Um, in a van, it's a little bit easier to live on a lower income. It is. And that really encourages me to slow down because I don't have the resources to just keep filling my gas tank. Um, So I do budget for about one tank of gas a week. And try to make that work. You know, I budget for groceries. Um, Really, budgeting is where it's at. Um, I've spent a good deal of time with significantly less income than I have now. So that helped me out. Um, I like to say that I'm really good at being broke. Yeah. Like, I'm really good at figuring out free ways to have fun. Um ways to eat healthy for cheap um yeah budgeting budgeting's a big thing yeah and And you recently started selling your art yes ma'am um I do I paint and so I've sold a few of those and I want to keep going that route and that will give me the resources to travel and recreate Um, more in line with what I actually want, whereas right now it's kind of just 
scraping by every month. Mm -hmm. Um, So that'll give me a little extra to have a little extra fun with. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. We should be. I mean, that is really exciting. I really like your art. And I'm super stoked. Thank you. you. took the plunge into selling it. (laughs) It was because of you. It was this lady here who encouraged (laughs) me to do it. So don't think that uh, just because you haven't done it before means you can't do it moving forward. That's one of the biggest things I've learned in a van. Well, I've never changed a tire before. Like, you better fucking figure it out. Figure it out. (laughs) I've never sold artwork before. Like, you better figure it out. Yep. No reason not to. Figured it out. Do you know what you're going to do next? What your future plans are? Are you going to just drive this van into the ground or get a new one? (laughs) Um, I will be driving her into the ground pretty much or... Well, hopefully not. Hopefully she will continue to be the trusty steed that she has been thus far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely had to do some real serious mechanical work, but that's to be expected on yeah. a 26-year-old van with 155,000 miles. Um, I have put how many of those? About 50,000 on it. Yeah. And so – Really, the amount of upgrades I've had to do makes sense for the amount that I've I've driven it. Um, and I think when the time comes that I will just sell her to buy a one-way ticket somewhere. Somewhere else. Somewhere. Overseas. I don't know where. Post-pandemic, when Americans yeah. are allowed to travel again. I, I'm thinking probably about two years. Yeah. That's my rough timeline for that one. I think that's a good ballpark. Yeah, and I feel like other countries will let us in by then. I hope. I hope. I hope. (laughs) You can only hope. What advice would you give to somebody who's kind of considering making such a huge change in their life, whether that be, you know, moving into a very tiny mobile space Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, taking that leap to sell your own creativity, your own art, whatever it is that you make. Um, or maybe especially uh, people with disabilities who are thinking, like, that life can't be for me. I have too many limitations. What would you say yes, to somebody like that? Yes, it's definitely been a thing for me to let go of that kind of limitations mindset and, you know, the ways that I am limited and look instead at all of the things that I can do. And that's a lot of it. Just focus on the positive. Um You know, I talked a little bit earlier about eating healthy and I have a lot of diet restrictions and people will ask me like, how, how can you handle not eating this? I'm like, well, but look at all the things I can eat. That's what I do. Um, As far (coughs) as advice, I would say don't doubt yourself so much. You're a lot more capable than you realize. You're a lot more capable than society has led you to believe, particularly if you're going to be a woman traveling alone. Um, we are fed so many reasons for why you can't. Mm-hmm. You know, my my family was full of reasons for why I couldn't or shouldn't or why it wouldn't work or, you know, the doomsday scenarios that would derail the dream. And I said, nah, not me. <laughs> I, I'm going to do it anyways. And If it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but it has worked and it's worked far better than I could have imagined when I came up with this plan, you know, five, six years ago. Yeah, I think that's awesome. 
we didn't talk about family very much, but usually I try to ask, like, if your family was supportive from the get-go or if they were, were just like, well, it's, you know, just yeah. another thing that Ed's going to do. Like, my family, yeah. by the time I moved into the van, they were like, right, she's, yeah. she's what she's going to do. Pretty much. Um, <clears throat> I don't have the most supportive family to begin with. So, and, you know, a lot of it, a lot of the van was, frankly, running away from that. It was running away from those familial issues, um, which I'm since working on resolving. Um, But it was a lot of just, well, that's Emily, and that's what she's going to do. And Emily's always done what Emily's (laughs) going to do, so... Uh, now they look at it and they're like, wow, you know what? She has the right idea. Yeah. Like, why didn't we do that? My family's doing the same thing. My younger brother mm. recently moved into a camper with his fiance. Um, and my folks are looking at taking some really long trips with their RV oh, and coming awesome. down to Arizona so we can see them. And, you know, at first my family was like, all right, if this is what you want to do, like, cool. And now they're like, then they moved from you know, like a begrudging acceptance to like supportive enthusiasm Mm -hmm. to like now they're doing it themselves. And I think that's one of the best things that I can see from it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That you almost become the teacher. Yeah. I love teaching. So that's great. (laughs) And where can people find you on the interwebs if uh, they want to come follow your adventures and see your art? My adventures. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, I am at Wild Ed Ventures. Ed is my initials. So, Ed Ventures. That's where I be. Sweet. Awesome. And when she gets a website and a portfolio live, I will link those in the show notes. But It's uh, going to happen. Until yeah. then, it's on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. And when, when that uh, Tiny Home Tours goes live, I'll link that too. Oh, yes. So keep an eye out There for is that. a Tiny Home Tours video yeah. coming out. You can see the inside of her artist retreat her mobile artist retreat thank you so much ed for joining me on this week's episode thank you my dear if you guys got something out of this episode if it was valuable for you um please do leave a comment uh thumbs up five stars whatever it is on the platform that you're consuming this on uh, that helps it get seen by more people who need these stories and need this kind of information if you want to uh, support some of the costs that go into producing this podcast i have a venmo and a paypal set up as well otherwise i hope that you are fully subscribed and i will see you next week thank you Bye. bye we've reached the end of this episode of deliberate living you can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts on YouTube or sign up for email updates every time something new is published. I'll see you next time on Deliberate Living. And until then, keep your life on the DL too.